I'd like to just read one passage tonight, and that is John chapter 3. That's page 1268 in this Bible. 1268, John chapter 3, verse 1. John chapter 3, verse 1. But there was a man from among the Pharisees, his name Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. He came to him by night and said, Rabbi, we know that thou art come a teacher from God, for none can do these signs that thou doest, unless God be with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except any one be born anew, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus says to him, How can a man be born being old? Can he enter a second time into the womb of his mother and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except any one be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not wonder that I said to thee, It is needful that ye should be born anew. The wind blows where it will, and thou hearest its voice. But knowest not whence it comes and where it goes. Thus is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Thou art the teacher of Israel, and knowest not these things. Verily, verily, I say unto you, We speak that which we know, we bear witness of that which we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. If I have said the earthly things to you, and ye believe not, how if I say the heavenly things to you, will ye believe? And no one has gone up into heaven, save he who came down out of heaven, the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, thus must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that everyone who believes on him may not perish, but have life eternal. For God loved so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes on him may not perish, but have life eternal. For God has not sent his Son into the world, that he may judge the world, but that the world may be saved through him. He that believes on him is not judged, and he that believes not has been already judged. Because he has not believed on the name of the only begotten Son of God, and this is the judgment that light is come into the world, and men have loved darkness rather than light, for their works were evil, Everyone that does evil hates the light and does not come into the light that his works may not be shown as they are. But he that practices the truth comes to the light that his works may be manifested that they have been wrought in God. We've started a new year as we know. We like things that are new, don't we? We often like new things. Quite a few of us no doubt, perhaps all of us have received new things in presents over Christmas time. People like all sorts of things that are new, don't they? New toys, new clothes, a new car, or new, new anything. But we were reminded earlier in our Bible study that new things, sooner or later, become old and tired, don't they? They soon, quite soon become old and not new anymore. The newness doesn't last very long, does it? 
But we have a new year and people like to make New Year's resolutions. And that's good as far as it goes. It's good to try to resolve to do certain things in the new year. New goals, new targets. But we know sometimes that's challenging to keep as well, isn't it? I'm not very good at keeping New Year's resolutions. But because it's the new year, I wanted to focus on the word new. Because the scripture tells us that actually there is nothing new in this world. It's only God that can do something that is truly new. How wonderful that is. There was a man in the Old Testament who had experienced pretty much everything that you can experience in life. Probably more than most of us here have ever experienced. He had money, he had everything he wanted to do, and he was fed up with life. He said, there's nothing new under the sun. He had done everything, and it tells you all about that in Ecclesiastes. In some ways, it's quite a a miserable book to read. It's quite a downbeat book to read, but it finishes on a high note because it gives you the answer. So I'll leave you to read that. Ecclesiastes, but... In this passage that we read, something truly new is being spoken about. And only God can do something that is truly new. Only God can give you something that is truly new, that you need more than anything else. So, Jesus, in John chapter 3, there was a man from among the Pharisees. He was an important man. He was called Nicodemus. He was a ruler of the Jews. He was one of the important people in society. He pretty much had everything, probably, that you would want. He was, he obviously was, presumably was well off, but he was inquiring about Jesus. He want, Jesus had something that he wanted to know about. He wanted to know about Jesus. That's a good start, isn't it? What a good start it is to want to know something about Jesus. That's why we read God's word. That's why we have the gospel. Because it tells us about Jesus. And how unique and special he is. The gospel, the Bible is full of the glory of the Lord Jesus. Especially John's gospel. And actually we've got a challenge in Friday Club, haven't we? That we're reminded of. That in Friday Club we're trying to read as much of John's gospel as we can. So we'll see this Friday how that's going. So this man Nicodemus said to Jesus, you are a teacher from God. Yes, Jesus is a teacher from God. He came from God. He's more than that, of course. But Jesus says something to him very, very interesting, doesn't he? Verse 3, have you noticed that? Except anyone be born anew, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Except anyone be born again or born anew, something new. Except you're born again or born anew, you cannot see the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is something that's outside of this world. It's a kingdom which belongs to God and God is the king, the rightful ruler of that kingdom. And every true believer, every true born again Christian is a member of that kingdom is part of that kingdom. And the question for you tonight is, have you been born again to see, in order that you might see the kingdom of God? 
That, my friend, is the greatest thing that you can ever receive. That's the greatest blessing that you can ever receive. And that's why Jesus came down from the heights of heaven to tell us and to show to us the way into the kingdom of God. Now, Nicodemus is really confused by this. Can a man be born being old? Can a man enter into the, the second time into the womb of his mother and be born? He doesn't understand. But Jesus says, except anyone be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Water speaks to us of cleansing that need to be clean. We were speaking earlier in the Bible study about the fact that we need to be clean. Not so much on the outside, but on the inside. Our souls, our inward part needs to be clean. And we are washed clean by the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from every sin. So the water is a reminder that we need to be washed. We need to be clean. Because in our dirty state, we cannot enter the kingdom of God. And of spirits. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. So there are two things at work here. The flesh is the natural man that we are, the natural person that we are like, the bad things that we do automatically, the sins that we commit, the bad things that we do that are displeasing to God. We disobey our parents. We tell lies. We show hatred towards others. We break the law, the the Ten Commandments, in so many different ways, haven't we? But also, there's a new nature. A A new nature, a new eternal life that is given to every true believer, everyone who receives it from Jesus. And that is through the Holy Spirit. How beautiful that is, and that is truly new. So, Jesus says, you need to be born again. And it's interesting, isn't it, that in verse 9, Nicodemus said, how can these things be? Jesus said to him, you are a teacher of Israel and you know not these things? Jesus said to Nicodemus, you're supposed to know the answers. You're supposed to know the answer to the, all these things that I'm saying. You're a teacher of Israel. How evident that, doesn't that just remind us of people in power, people in authority, who's supposed to know the answers, and they don't know the answers, do they? Man's government, man's authority, man's rule has failed, hasn't it? The only answer is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. The ruler of Israel, or the rulers of any other country of the world, they don't ultimately have the answer, do they? We've started another year, and the problems of the world are unchanged, aren't they? If anything, they're getting worse. War and famine... Many, many other things that are spoken of in the Bible are continuing to get worse and worse. And they will do because of man's failed rule. But the Lord Jesus Christ gives us the answer. He gives us the great, wonderful hope here. He says, No one has gone up into heaven save he who came down out of heaven, the Son of Man who is in heaven. The Lord Jesus Christ came from that place of perfect, blissful paradise. He came down from the paradise of heaven. And there is a place in heaven. There is a place called heaven, which is a place of paradise, where no sin can come, 
where no nothing can spoil, where no pollution, no, nothing can come in to spoil the perfect life that Jesus has available to all who trust in him. But he came down from heaven into this horrible, broken world that we live in, this world which has been so tainted and broken by sin. Because it says here that Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. What had happened there, Jesus was referring back to when hundreds of years before, God had sent a punishment against the people and there are many, there were snakes that came and started to bite the people because they'd been disobedient to God. And Moses lifted up a serpent, a brass serpent. He made a serpent in, out of metal and held it up and everyone who looked on the serpent was healed from the snake bites. Jesus was going to be lifted up. Jesus was going to be lifted up on the cross, just like the serpent was in Moses' time. And everyone who looks to him, everyone who looks to him, that perfect work on Calvary's cross was going to be saved from the effects of sin. So Jesus was actually giving a prophecy here that he was going to die on the cross for our sins. And it says, everyone who believes on him may not perish, but have life eternal. Life eternal is worth more than anything that this world can offer. The new birth is greater than anything this world can give you. Eternal life is of infinite value. How wonderful it is that we can offer you, the preacher can offer you from God, something that is worth an infinite value. Isn't that a wonderful blessing? Isn't that, doesn't that make the gospel a wonderful good news? And as I was look, looking at the verse of the hymn that we sang, it says, so new and yet so old. The gospel is both new and old at the same time. It's old because it's been preached for 2,000 years and it's unchanged. And it's new because it has the same power to change your life as it did when it was first went out. There is nothing that man can produce that doesn't become old and tired after a short period of time. And yet God is sending out the message of the gospel, which is new and yet so old. How wonderful that is. There is nothing that man can do that's anything like what God has done. And that's what God offers you in the, in the gospel tonight. Through believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, you may not perish, but have life eternal. What does it mean to perish? It means to die eternally. It means to die forever, not just once, but to die forever. To pay the price and punishment of all of the evil things that we have done against the holy gods. Whoever believes on him may not perish not bear the effects of their sin, not bear the punishment of their sin in hell forever, but have life eternal. God has not sent his Son into the world that he may judge the world, but that the world may be saved through him. Jesus came in in order for you in 2023 might have the opportunity to believe in him and receive him as your saviour. Isn't it wonderful that God has waited another year on this sin's, sad, sin-stricken world for you to be saved. He's waited another year. 
2023 may be the year when the gospel stops going out. It may be the year when God's people are called home. It tells us very clearly in the Bible that's what will happen. A trumpet sound and the assembling shouts. Jesus will shout from heaven. He that believes, he that believes on the Lord, on Jesus is not judged. Believers who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ are not judged and they will not be judged by God. But he that believes not has been already judged because he has not believed on the name of the only begotten Son of God. Dear friends, that is the way to life. To not be, not receive the judgment to, is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be washed clean from his blood because he died on Calvary's cross and rose again. He rose again and broke, having broken the power of death. He has broken the power of death for all those who have trusted in him. And the question for us once more tonight is, have you been born again? Have you received that free and full forgiveness that Jesus offers tonight? The, the, the message is new and yet so old. And it says, Men have loved darkness rather than light, for their works were evil. For everyone that does evil hates the light and does not come into the light that his works may be shown as they are. But he that practices the truth comes to the light. One of the evidences of believing in Jesus is love of the truth. And the truth is in God's words. God's holy, infallible, perfect word is God is the Bible that you have in your hands. And what a blessing that is to have God's holy words. And we look forward to the Lord Jesus to come, don't we? We look forward for him to come to receive home all those who have put their trust in him. Several chapters later, Jesus was going to go to the cross and he was going to die on our behalf. And he was going to die in our place so that we, in 2023, might have the opportunity to put our faith and trust in him and receive free and full salvation. So that we can truly rejoice in the greatness of that new eternal life which he offers us tonight. For his name's sake.